The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Wednesday edition as it's chilly outside and there's a potential of a nor'easter coming our way, which is always fun in our part of the world. And uh, But in that process, as we wait, we're glad that we can be inside where it's nice and warm. And we're glad you joined us this morning on this beautiful Wednesday morning as we are in the Word of God. We'll be finishing up Psalm 119 here in just a moment. If you want to follow along, I would invite you to join us tonight. Uh, if you can't make it here in person online at bensalembaptist.org, or you can go to our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and watch us there. The adult Bible study will be... Uh, posted or be streamed tonight and then uh, youth group and children's church meet in their respective places all that starts at seven o'clock and starting next starting in february i will be going back into the bible study time adult bible study time brother fowl's been gracious as he's been working through uh, the attributes of god into january and i greatly appreciate that and so i'll be taking uh, back over that in january we're going to be doing a study uh, for the next couple months on the parables of jesus and i'm looking forward to looking into the teaching of jesus and what it is that uh, he teaches us and what we can learn from his stories now that's going to to be Wednesday nights. Again, if you can make it in person, where there are in-person services, it's a Bible study setting. It's in the auditorium. We do it instead of small groups, currently in the auditorium for space, for distancing, for obvious reasons. So if you want to come, you can still ask questions. We try to do is still try to create that type of atmosphere, uh, more casual dress, more casual settings. So we invite you to join us on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock is when it starts. The service starts with prayer as a gr- or ends with prayers. The groups get together if you want to participate in that. But that starts again. You can come tonight, seven o'clock. Uh, or watch us online. But right now, we're going to be finishing up the chapter of Psalm 119, which we've been now in for a period of time, uh, for several episodes. And we're going to be oh, Psalm 169. I'm going to give you just a quick highlight of what we're going to be looking at, and then we'll, we'll read through the section of Scripture. Uh, David is finishing up this psalm. Now, please remember, um, <coughs> excuse me, the, the chapter division is not just the, the fact that it's Hebrew and um, this Hebrew word is tau, but not just the fact that it's broken up. This, is, this has all been done. When, God, when these things were written, they were just written as letters and all one big letter. And uh, so basically itinerant preachers back, uh, you know, a long time ago, back in the beginning, kind of uh, long when they were on horseback going from house church to church, they began to realize people were having a hard time figuring out where they were in scripture. And so they took these scriptures that they've been given, they begin to place chapter and verse divisions in them. So those themselves are not inspired. They're just there for convenience. So what you're saying, what you have to see is the thought of what we've been studying now for multiple episodes, multiple weeks, really, is um, is all one thought. Psalm 119 is all one thought. As David, in an extended amount of time, talks about the Word of God, talks about his source of strength, talks about how he, it's going to be what he hopes, and he just spent 176 verses, or this huge chapter, this huge letter to God, and talking about his appreciation for the Word of God. Well, today he's going to finish, um, while he concludes the thought about his love for the Word of God, he's going to conclude with a prayer. And it's, it's a prayer that is a plea that God would work, that God would, um, excuse me, that God would help him in a certain area, that plea he was going to commit to continue to worship. But it was also a continued plea for help. And so let's, let's, go ahead and let's go ahead and look at the verses. We'll read through them all and then we'll unpack them. Verse 169, let my heart cry, or let my cry, excuse me, come nearer before thee. O Lord, give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. 
Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let my judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. So let's go back, and the first two verses are very similar in, in their meaning. He starts, let my cry come near before thee, O Lord, give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee, deliver me according to thy word. So he starts with letting my cry. Now you can look and say cry, and I was reading it up this morning and uh, studying it. A lot of people say it's a cry or plea or prayer, but can, can I just suggest as I look it up and look at the word, the cry is that it's a cry that David comes and says, with everything going on in my life and all these things happening, I'm gonna cry. Uh, and his cry comes before him, well, give me understanding. And, and so here, here's what I would look at for practical aspect of this verse when you look at it. There are times when you will come to God You'll be on your knees, or you'll just be driving your car, you'll just be alone, out loud, whatever, however it is you're approaching God at that time, and you're, you're just crying, you're crying out. You're not, you're not trying to, you know, some people think, believe that if I can, you know, the Bible talks about the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, and so from that verse, some people get the idea that if I would cry and get really passionate, that somehow God will hear me more. That's, that's, we cannot generate that type of passion. That's not the idea. But there are times in your life when uh, the circumstances, what it is you're going to God for, they're so extreme, they're so real, and they're so heavy that it only tends to crying. It only tends to tears. It only tends to an outpouring of, Lord, what are you doing? And sometimes the cry is literal tears. Sometimes it's, a, it's, it's screaming. Sometimes it's, a, Lord, just what? You just, you're just pouring out of your heart truly what's going on. And then he finishes it with this idea, as I cry, Lord, let my cry. First of all, let my cry come near before thee. Lord, please hear the heart cry. Hear the the pain of my heart, hear the concern of my heart, hear the frustration of my heart, whatever it would be. Hear me, please. And we know he will, but David's just being honest there. But then he says, give me understanding according to thy word. Through the word, Lord, I'm hurt, I'm struggling. I don't understand what's going on. So through your word, would you help me somehow to have an understanding of what's going on, why this is happening, why you are allowing it, and what you are trying to teach me, what you're trying to do in my life. Sometimes, even, please understand, circumstances come in our life because we're alive and we live in a broken world. God will allow some circumstances in, and he, but in most cases, they're coming and he uses them. He uses them, maybe the unsaved, he's using this to help them to look beyond religion, beyond church, and beyond all of that to see how much he loves them and that we need him for these things. That He's not going to eliminate every problem in my life, but boy, he's gonna be present in the midst of those. Sometimes for us as Christians, he's gonna, from the word of God, he's just gonna teach us who he is and how much he loves us and he's gonna strengthen us. And, and while part of us wishes we think we want to think like the world does. The world says, if God really loved me, then I would have no problems. And that's a very humanistic, it's a very selfish thinking, and there's nowhere in Scripture that says that. So we know that God's just not going to eliminate our problems. That never happens. What we do know is that God has promised to never leave us in the midst of those. And I think for most of us, that's huge. For most of us, that we can look, most of the world can look and say, this person's abandoned, this person's hurt me, whatever. To have somebody that no matter what I do, good or bad, He's never going to leave me. 
that in itself carries with it a huge amount of confidence. In the next verse, similar, let my supplication, again, prayer, desire, come before thee. Deliver me. So he talks about, teach me, give me understanding. Now deliver me. Lord, help me to understand this, but at this point I'm begging you to deliver me. Help me to understand what you're doing, but in the process, please deliver me from this. Verse 171, my lips shall, that's an important word, shall utter praise. When thou hast taught me thy statutes, my tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. So he gives two more aspects. He says, Lord, you're going to teach me. I hope you'll deliver me. But either way, in my continued prayer, I start with begging you to help me to understand. I beg from there to please deliver me. But number three, what I'm going to say is no matter what, my lips will sing your praise because I know you. I know you're God. I know you love me. I know you will do what's right. In the midst of all of this, even though I don't understand it, you're still going to do what's right and good. And I'm just going to choose to love you. You know, Satan can use, we get into certain aspects of circumstances, and Satan can convince us that because circumstances didn't turn out the way we wanted them to, then God doesn't love us, or God has forgotten about us, or put us on the shelf, or whatever term we use, church term we use, we just wonder what God is doing. And Satan can come in and say, well, he doesn't love you, you failed, he, and it's easy to get there, I promise you. We need to commit, like David said, I don't know how this is going to end, David said, but I promise you that I commit to continue to sing your praise. Verse 173, let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precept. I've longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Lord, please help me. I've chosen. I'm going to follow your words. So through it, please help me. Please teach me. Uh, the last two verses, let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let my judgments have help. I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. The first one, let my soul live. Lord, I'm in the midst of things where someone's trying to kill me. It's really what he's saying. So please, Lord, let me live so that I can continue to follow your word. But then he says, Lord, there are also times, not only are people trying to hurt me, there are times when I've gone away that I've, I go wrong, I go into sin, I leave you. I leave your teaching. I do what's wrong. He said, Lord, and here's what he says, and I love this. Seek me. Seek thy servant. Seek me. I'm going to conclude with this in the midst of the prayer, something that is so powerful and so true about God. When I'm good, when I'm bad, when I'm struggling, when I'm at peace, he is always seeking my heart. He is always striving to get to me, to help me to realize how much he loves me. I need to seek him. I need to know him. But he's never given up on getting to know me and getting me to help see his love. He wants me to get as close to him more than I could ever dream of wanting that. And he will continue to seek me. The Bible tells us that when one sheep, he, a good shepherd, there was a hundred sheep, one went astray. By his own. He, he ignored everything the shepherd wanted him to do, and he went away. He was wrong. He rebelled. And Jesus, the good shepherd, he found a way to protect the 99, but he, he, he said, I could say, I have 99. They've obeyed that one sheep's bad. I don't care. He left the 99 and went after that one sheep because of his love. That's, and the sheep is considered just, it's us. It's us as people. That's how much he loves us. And that's the prayer that David concludes with. And that is the prayer that we can hold on to, that we're going to stay to the word of God. But no matter how, no matter the good or bad of the day or the week or the month, he's always seeking us to draw us closer to him. May we recognize that. May we allow him to do that and see his grace, see his love and his desire for us in so many great ways. Well, thank you for joining us as we've been studying Psalm 119. We finished the chapter, so tomorrow we'll pick up in Psalm 120. And we do greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hope this has been a help. Hope it's an encouragement as we learn more and more about God and how much He loves us and how we can find a sweet relationship with Him. Again, I invite you to join us tonight, 7 o'clock, either in person here on property or online. And we'd love the chance to hopefully encourage you again tonight in God's Word. Again, thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.